everybody. Welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site student ministry. The vision for our podcast is to equip churches who are entering into or already have multi-site student ministries. And we hope to share what we've learned and what we are learning today as we're journeying through what it looks like to best equip students and leaders and serving them within the local church. My name is EJ Swanson. I'm joined by two of my very good friends, Mr. Joe Crabb. Hey there. Miss Kim Schuler. Hello. And we have an amazing special guest today, Mr. Justin Herman. What's up, everybody? If you guys aren't familiar um, with Justin, we believe um, here on our team, he's got one of the best um, student ministry podcasts out there. Justin has spent a whole bunch of time in the local church. Joe, I know you and Justin have been um, growing in your friendship more and more. Why don't you um, just share a little bit right off the bat what you love about Justin? Yeah, I think uh, what you meant to say is growing in our best friendship, but it's okay. It takes time to adjust to to new relationships. I get it. Um, Yeah. But uh, no, I, I greatly appreciate Justin. I shared with him the other day we were talking on the phone. I just, I have such a high level of respect for the work that he's doing uh, and just crushing it and everything that the Control Chaos podcast is uh, putting out, or really just Control Chaos Nation with the podcast. Chaos Nation. Yes. The podcast. Yeah. You're a part of that. I yes. Like you just, you were just uh, enrolled in that. So congratulations. Yes. I look forward to getting my uniform. I. Uh, and the tax benefits and all I'll that teach you stuff. the secret handshake when we get together next time. Thank you. Thank hey, you. I'm just wondering, Justin, when we get on the level where we get a box of T-shirts coming our way. You, you know, I really want to I really want to make that happen. Um, sadly, the I have I've run out of T-shirts. I've given so many away to, to listeners, but I'm going to get some new shirts, send them your way um, because I see how you guys dress in Michigan. I really need to help you guys out. Just make sure they're long sleeve, bro. It's going to get cold here quick. I'll give you some control chaos flannels. Love some, it. Uh, do you guys wear Ooh, flannels? I like that. Uh, nice. two, two of the three of us have them on right now. So. You know, there's a funny multi-site piece of that. I bring that up for this reason. Uh, We just planted a campus up in the mountains, and I was talking to those leaders about what kind of swag they wanted, and they said, like, oh, we'd love flannels. And I've never thought about flannels. (laughs) I love it. I've never – no one at the church ever thought about flannels, but this campus in the mountains is like, oh, yeah, flannels is what we need, and uh, and we're going to get it for them. We're going to get them flannels. First campus we've ever done that. So it's like the the changing of of, uh, locations comes with all these different changes of even things down to swag that we have to take into account i i love that that's good it is there's so much nuance in there and everything within so that nuggets for free by the way you don't have to pay for that one that's just a free nugget as part of just you know our friendship and loyalty to one another us in the finance department here thank you man i know right now you are um involved in a whole bunch of stuff will you just um quickly share with us everything that in the the current world of justin that you are involved in because um as we've learned from you you know over the last few years and even uh, just more recently in the things that you're stepping out to um we would love to hear um you know other than a baby world and a dad life what you're up to man yeah uh i'll I'll just start here i uh i uh started a podcast called can the controlled chaos podcast with the the blessing of kurt johnston who wrote the original book controlled chaos which i read when i was in college um kurt and i through the process of doing the podcast together decided to do a a rehab of that book which is um being released and um through the youth cartel which is great and uh through controlled chaos we're launching a a blog so there'll be a regular blog it's junior high ministry focused with a lot of diverse voices from around the world and, and i'm really excited for that and um, and I work at a church called Sandals Church, where uh, where that's my primary focus, and then I get to oversee junior high through high school a- 
across nine campuses and growing. I think we're planning on doing um, three more next year. And uh, and I just started that. I'm probably three, four months in to that journey. And it's been absolutely incredible. Very, very new. Very, very different. And uh, and the most important job is being a dad and, and being a husband. I get two awesome kids, um, Beckett and Cannon. And uh, Beckett has special needs. He has autism. And Cannon is typical, um, which is just another way of just saying he's a terrorist. And just every day <laughs> plots how to destroy the things that I work so hard to build and to buy and purchase. Um, he's learned to climb. And he likes to take his toy hammer and, and hit the TV screen and just anything expensive he likes to wreck. And then my beautiful wife's a psychologist, um, which uh, wildly equips her into dealing with me. And uh, and we've been married for six years, and I'm active on social media. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Justin, what, what regular rhythms of um, training, if any, do you guys have with your leaders? So here's one of the things that makes Sandals so great and, uh, and that I truly, truly love, um, that we have a really clear system from the network side, which I'm part of. I lead youth ministry on the network side um, and what we do on the campus side. So we'll lead specific things, specific pieces of our rhythm on the network side that everybody will partake in. So for instance, we do three big trainings a year that's run on the network side and we'll either bring everybody into one location or we'll do it video and we'll send out those videos for them to play at their campuses, um, mm. but we'll curate that entire experience for them from beginning to end. Now, we'll outline in that some of the areas where they have flexibility, like for instance, um, if you can do something, you know, create something really fun as the opener, you know, one campus might get the local marching band from the high school to come in and do a thing. You know, another campus might just have, you know, the, the senior pastor and a, you know, and a lead pastor for that campus in a dunk tank as the leaders are coming in and they can throw a ball and kind of dunk them in the dunk yeah. tank. But then once they come in starting at, let's just say it's a one o'clock to three o'clock training, you know, starting at one twenty starts the pre-programmed um, aspect of the training and everything in that experience is curated. So, you know, get up and you give a welcome and then you play video A and there's table questions again that we provide that'll be at the tables and then have discussions around those questions and then go and do a breakout and here's the material for all the different breakout sessions you'll do at your campus now either we'll do it at one campus or we resource them to do these trainings at, at their campuses but we hold the whole the value for those network wide trainings um, we uh, oversee the big network leader email that goes out to all of our leaders um, and we hold the value for our whole network video training library um so all the things we want so you know the dym university okay yeah. we do a very similar thing at sandals that we've used uh um, in other departments and so we just kind of fall into the system we have at sandals um for our multi-site um to provide video training that is very custom to us very custom to our context to our vision of being real with ourselves god and others um and and we produce all of that video curriculum for them so we hold the value on the big three trainings the content of our trainings the leader handbook that they get and our video archive of trainings and like that process in that we give a lot of freedom then to our campuses to figure out what that extra stuff is. Okay. So if they want to do barbecues um, and they want to get their leaders together once a week, great. If they want to do like a big, you know, take all the leaders out after a Wednesday night, great. If they want to do their own extra monthly meeting, you know, it, they know their campus better than I do. So e even if a leader says, oh, I, I want to do a monthly training, yeah. well, I may feel like that sounds like a lot, but you know your, your campus is best. So as long as you're doing the things that we've kind of set from the network said, now the value behind it is if you need a rookie youth worker 
even if they're doing just the minimum you've provided, you know the leaders are going to get a great experience of training, of, of that rhythm of training. Now, they can always do more, but they can never do less. Um, so it ensures that there's some level of, of standardization across all of our campuses. Um, and so that's kind of some of the rhythms we do for our leader training. Kim, do you have any questions? Yeah, actually, she was. She was yeah, I was actually yeah. wanting to respond to you a little bit because um, you and I, I think, have similar positions um, here at Woodside for me on the central team and everything and helping develop and create some of that content. So, like, how do you come up with, like, the theme of your leaders training as well as some of that content? Like, do you collaborate with the team as a whole? Um, you and know what? How do you set that up for your leaders then? I have a great answer to that. Um, what I typically do is I, uh, I go away for a day alone, um, and I come out with all of my own ideas, and then I come into the room and I inform everyone of my genius ideas, <laughs> um, and like it or not, they have to do it. Right? Very that's good. What, that's Very what central good. leadership is. Mm. But, you know, obviously I'm kidding. Um, you know, one of the <laughs> things that I, I believe is that, co that collaboration, I mean, collaboration is wildly important because if yeah. they don't feel like they're bought into it, then they're just going through emotion. They're going through a chore. They're not, the, 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 the heart of the training is completely missed. But here's the thing. Collaboration does not always mean consensus. So while we'll get everyone together and we'll talk about it and everyone gives them their two cents, at the end of the day, my responsibility from the network side, now this is for Sandals, so I'm using some, sandals language yeah um mm -hmm. but, but it's language for, i think everyone kind of understands yep. from our network side we provide vision and strategy um, for campuses to then implement but then create innovation at their campus level so we'll provide a vision and strategy for how we're going to execute our you know leader training for instance so we'll pull everyone in get ideas what are you guys seeing what themes are you seeing and you know i'm looking at culture and seeing you know what themes do we need to be talking about what's really hitting generation z uniquely now how do we need to prepare them but then also what the, what are the foundational um, elements of a healthy youth ministry? Mark Ostreicher just came out with a new book, um, the the six marks of a healthy youth ministry, or something like that, um, from the youth cartel. It was a rewrite of his original uh, beautiful mess book, and it just highlights these six principles that you know, regardless of what context you in, you're in, what denomination you're in, the size of your youth ministry, like six foundational things that make a healthy youth ministry. Yeah. So m my goal is to not only touch on those those things that create a healthy, vibrant youth ministry, but things that are relevant to the world we're living in today. Mm -hmm. um, I like to do that collaboratively, but again, collaboration doesn't mean consensus. So at the end of the day, I need to provide um, what I, as the leader, truly believes and hopefully have people on board with, um, truly believe is the direction in which we need to train our leader, um, you know, training by training. Because And things come up. If there's a suicide in your community and your next leader training does not address suicide and mental health, then you're insane. You are an absolutely insane mm -hmm. leader. Right. You're too rigid. You're too locked into a system. Yeah. Um, yeah. If kids are committing suicide in your community and your training does not include something about soul care and how to have tough conversations and what mandated reporting is, then you're insane. You should get out of youth ministry because you're too stuck into this rigid rhythm. And I think that's a big part of, of our training philosophy of looking at what's happening in culture and our community and then making decisions based off that. Spit yeah. a little wisdom, Justin, um, in, right. in the best way uh, you can, because you actually just um, talked a lot about expectation of leaders. And, mm -hmm. you know, once you train them, there's got to be expectations that flow from that. But you also have to set the table for that, not only at the beginning of the school year, if it's a new small group leader or, um, you know, somebody who's just onboarding with you, but also for leaders throughout the years. 
What does that look like for you in your context, or what have you seen in the multi-site uh, church realm that has yeah. really, uh, really set leaders up well for that? Well, you know, setting expectations is such a difficult thing for when in the multi-site that I've just started experiencing. Because when, so when I was at Mariner's Church, uh, it's a, a church out in Southern California. Yeah. Um, I was overseeing the junior high ministry, and I had a staff member who was doing leaders, and so my pipeline was, you know, me, and I would talk to the the staff member overseeing leaders. But at most training events, like I was still a primary voice that they were hearing from. At our campuses, though, in this multi-site model, the campus uh, lead you know, the youth lead at that campus, they're, they are in every way the primary face, leadership voice, um, expectation giver um, for that campus, and they should be, right? So the, the complexity that I think is added in is when it comes to development and okay. not development of leaders, development of staff. Because you get a rookie staff member, which most youth pastors in America are, you know, they're, a lot of them are young. I know there's a large number who are older, but even I'm 33 um, and been doing it for, you know, 10 years now. Maybe I'll do it the rest of my life. Hopefully I do. Mm-hmm. But you look over a cross section of youth pastors, there's a very few number of them who are over the age of 40. Um, there just are. So it's, it's not a personal thing. It's just a statistic thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. So we have a lot of youth pastors, especially at multi-campus, where developing leaders for the growth of the church overall is a metric that we look at. So I'm saying a lot of that to kind of get to this point I'm getting to. The complexity for me that I found is that it's easy for me to give expectations to our campus leads to give to leaders, but in that I'm not really developing in them how to think. Yeah, I think the most important thing for a leader is to teach other leaders how to think. So if I can't teach the leads how to think of crafting expectations that are reasonable uh, and effective for their context, you know, wherever their campus is located, then I, in some ways, yes, I'm delivering great results in telling and helping equip leaders with expectations, but I am then missing in how I'm equipping our campus leads to think like leaders and develop their own contextual expectations for their campus. So I kind of view it like this. Um, I'll give maybe uh, you know, per season and give two or three expectations that I just think we absolutely can't miss on these things. And some of them are really, really basic, um, and they rotate around a lot. Make sure we're following up with kids from our groups that miss with a postcard. Um, make sure at the end, you know, in every group that you're in, um, make sure that if a kid's missing, you'd get a photo of the group and send them a text message and let them know you miss them. Um, you know, make sure you go to at least a kid's game um, at least once throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Like this, you just show up at a game, parents are going to love it. Um, try and go to every parent's house for dinner um, before the end of this semester is up. Easy stuff. So I'll rotate through a lot of like these low hang- things that are kind of perceived as low hanging fruit, but that we know as youth workers, it packs this huge punch of showing up at a kid's game and living life with them, you know, being connecting with parents, the parent ministry piece. And then I'll work with campus leads to develop what goals and expectations for, you know, that semester for their campus uniquely um, they need to do. So different campuses may have different expectations. Um, we leave space for that because I want leaders who are thinking like leaders, not just getting. So I'll give something from the network side, but part of what I'm giving is leadership and how to think like a leader. So that's what that's what I would say. What Joe Kim? What does that look like in the context for us here as we you know set that that standard, um, the expectation through, throughout the year? How do we update? leaders if we need to in those moments. We do a monthly training at a lot of our campuses um, that 
we are actually putting together, our staff is writing um, different pieces on those different topics. I know, Justin, you mentioned, um, you know, as a suicide happens in the community, like addressing it right away. And so we've, we've seen that happen. Um, and we've seen it be a hot topic in the midst of our students or that they are constantly facing. And so constantly putting that in front of leaders and having them be up to date on information, up to date on the processes and how to handle those tough conversations are so important. So as a team, as a staff, we have put together basically packages that they can do at their campuses once a month with their volunteer leaders that go over a lot of those tough conversations, but also how to engage parentally um, with parents and uh, also how as a leader with your co-leaders, you know, just further along the training there and the collaboration and the teamwork um, that they can help build that environment for that student to engage in overall. Yeah. I love what you said, Justin, of you, you make sure that they build in those three uh, predictable rhythms of those big trainings, and then they have that space to create like those in-between things as they look to contextually leave their <laughs> campus. I was curious if uh, already being there for a couple of months or just as you've had these conversations um, in, in past with other guys around the, the nation, have you what have you seen those like Innovation, how is innovation as these guys have led or you've said even equipped them to lead to uh, create those expectations for leaders? How have you championed that innovation? How have you seen innovation happening as you take it from the network end and equip them to lead contextually at their campus? You know, the, I, I, maybe this is going to be a place where where the people listening are going to just think I'm, I'm insane. But, you know, the I'm, I'm into classic healthy youth ministry um the the fundamentals of what makes a classic healthy youth ministry of connecting leaders with kids and and partnering with parents um and creating faith that lasts long term not just short term so i, I like the long-term investment for long-term payoff not just the short-term gains of yep. giving away you know bose headsets and you know kids are showing up and then they're like oh there's no more bose headsets like screw church Justin, like, say that, that again man that was good say that again the, the, the long-term investment for long-term gain, not just the short-term investment for short-term gain. That's awesome, yeah? man. Yeah. You're talking about? So, so, and he, so here's the thing. Because I'm thinking long-term, um, I am I, – a lot of people would probably say I'm not wildly innovative. Now, I, some would say I am, but a lot of people would say I'm not. But it's because, especially in the Sandals context, I want to see innovation happening at the campus level yeah. uh, from the network side. So I oversee nine campuses and more coming. I don't know what is going to be innovative in every single one of those areas. Um, I don't know what the local school, like I know local schools, but I don't know the complexity of the local school system in every single one of those areas because some of our campuses are pretty spread out. I want to see innovation happen at the campus level. So how I train my leaders and my, you know, my team um, and coach them in thinking um, in the terms of innovation and allowing enough space for that. So knowing that the things that I put out from the network side, so this is like, this is you know, the, the, my leadership structure of your networking campus, yeah. knowing what I put out from the network side, if it is overwhelming to them, if it is too much for them, it is going to squash their ability to have innovative things at their campus. If I'm programming so much and putting out so much expectation from the network side that their schedule is just filled up with so much of the network stuff 
stuff that we all have to do. It's not going to give them time to really get in a rhythm and get a creativity brewing of what works in their unique area. We have a campus in Lake Arrowhead killer area there's it's totally different than our banning campus which is a wildly low income area um you know lake arrowhead very high medium income banning very low medium income um how they create innovation to do ministry in those in those areas is different one of them has a lake and most of the people that go to the church has boats on that lake hmm. um in banning um there's it's rampant you know there's a huge drug problem there um and gangs it's like it, for me that was a huge huge learning curve i never worked in a community um where gangs were such a thing but w- there's a huge thing in san bernardino uh, marino valley so when i first came on staff and i sat um with one of the lieutenants from the sheriff's department and he was talking to me about gang violence and just gang recruiting and I'm listening I'm like I'm like what are you talking about mm-hmm. and like I com- I'm completely ignorant to that completely ignorant to that and he started explaining it to me and and the impact that's having in these communities and he said you know there's there's guys just like you in these gangs I'm like no no there's no one just like me trust me <laughs> and but what he meant was that there are people in these gangs whose job it is is to target kids probably from single parent homes that don't feel like they belong that need a sense of family a sense of belonging and they go after those kids to give them a place to belong mm-hmm. um, and they bring them in and they put people around them to kind of mentor them and and support them as they get raised up in this gang and i'm listening to them like i'm like oh my gosh you're talking about a discipleship strategy i get paid to do that at a church you're telling me there's gang people that are doing that and they're like absolutely like that's what they do and, and so it's a completely different mindset and so he, and so to get back to your question my my wisdom for me is if i program so much that what all they're doing is from some guy at, who oversees all the campuses who, who really isn't um, the expert on any one of the campuses. It's going to squash their ability to have innovative things that will make an impact in their communities. Whereas if I look at what are the fundamentals, the most important things that I can bring to our campuses to, to, and then free them up to so do the essential things. There's a book called Essentialism by, um, by some guy, uh, McGowan or something. <laughs> um, and, and it's a really great read, and I don't know the author's name, um, but it's a great read. And it's just about going to and, and doing the most essential things that you need in your organization um, in order to help the organization move forward. Um, and so we've trimmed a bunch of stuff, even in the last couple of months, like trimmed a bunch of stuff to allow for that. But then I weigh in from the network side on the things that are really big, like, for instance, worship. Okay. Worship isn't happening in Sandals Youth right now. So last week, I cast a big vision that we're going to bring worship back to Sandals Youth, and we're going to bring it back immediately, and I presented the strategy of how we're going to do it, and I said by 2022, we're going to be writing our own original music, and we're going to record our very first Sandals Youth album, and people are sitting there and looking like, oh my, there's not, a, there's no there's no one doing worship in Sandals Youth at all, like I don't even know what kids play instruments, yeah. and I said, you don't need to worry about all that stuff. Let me cast this vision. We're bringing worship back, and by 2022, we're going to write original music and have an album, and we're going to get it done on the network side, and we're going to partner with you to get it done for your youth. So that's what we're going to do, and we're going to help you do it, and so let's get to it. Um, We'll cast a vision around those big things, the foundational, fundamental things, and leave a lot of space for them to create innovation. So that's a long answer to your question, but I think it's it's so vital. It's so vital Mm -hmm. to not over-program our campuses so that they don't have the space to do the crit because they know their their people, their community, their culture better than I ever will. Yeah. 
that wow. that's huge. I even love just the breadth of the vision there. You gave them a, a huge vision, but you gave them time to accomplish it. You reminded them that you were going to take the time to equip them, to dive into it with them, to resource them. And that's a huge site of multi-site ministry just as a whole. You know, Justin, our, our time is getting a, a little bit uh, tight here, but I know there were some things that um, potentially you wanted to bounce off of us. As we wrap things up, uh, before I ask you about um, all your social handles and how we can get in contact with you, is there anything yeah. you want to bounce off of Joe or Kim, maybe um, pull out and, you know, just allow each other to, to kind of dive into that? The, you, let me ask you this question. Um, it's for Kim, right? Kim? Yep. Yes, the that name. is my yeah, name. Kim? <clears throat> what, what, what's your role again? What do you, what do you do? What do I do here at Woodside? I am um, the central director for students. So I help uh, support, resource, and just implement things across the board at all the campuses. That's awesome. Do you, do you find that to be a difficult job or, or a complex job? Or is it, have you kind of gotten into a rhythm where it's pretty easy for you? Do you want my honest opinion? Yeah, actually, I want you to be real. <laughs> um, well, I am only about four or five months into it. We just launched Central Support in May. So it's fairly new, and we're doing a lot of creating of the just the strategies and the offerings across all the campuses, as well as just taking a step back and evaluating, all right, what do campuses actually need in these areas? Um, something significant, though, that... Um, you know, not many of the ministries here at the church. Um, we, as students, have ran, ran somewhat centrally for about four or five years um, yeah. together as a team. And so we have a lot of that established, but it's just figuring out as leadership is painting the vision for Central and as I am the sole person currently in this position um, because it is new and they're just seeing what is actually needed um, because we haven't had a Central ministry support. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of figuring out, a lot of having conversations, but I have a great team around me that I lean on a lot, Joe being one of them, as um, he just helps drive out that vision. Um, him and I work really well hand in hand together I love that that's great Justin it's um it's always been um, awesome to watch you from afar and see what God's using you to do in in just uh, SoCal and NorCal and all around Cal and all around the country too. But within that, um, I know there's people that would desperately love to connect with you other than us um, giving out your cell phone. What's the best way to do that, man? So, I mean, honestly, I'm really easy to get a hold of. I love talking to other youth workers. Yeah. And um, you just send me a text and just let me know, hey, I heard you on the multi multi podcast. I'd love to, to pick your brain. And, um, and I'll send you my calendar link and uh, we'll set up a time and to chit chat. It'll be great. But definitely check out the Controlled Chaos podcast. Yep. That's so awesome. It, it, this has been great. I can't, I can't thank you enough for taking the time and uh, having fun with us, but just sharing also what God has taught you uh, throughout the years as you've looked to lay, lead and lead well uh, and equip leaders, both from staff and, and volunteer leaders, and excited to continue to partner alongside you through Controlled Chaos uh, and the blog there and the multi-summit uh, happened at the end of March. I believe. Oh yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, registration's open for that now. Multisummit.org. Justin, Kim, EJ, myself, uh, Chase the PU from Twelve Stone. A couple other people are gonna be there. Just looking forward to connecting with other people who are looking to do multi-site and do it well to see kids uh, all over their area changed by the gospel. So, Justin, thanks, man. Yeah.
this is great. Dude, thanks so much. This is a great podcast. Keep it up. You're, you're giving a lot to the kingdom, so just keep up the great work. Thanks, thanks man. Have an awesome thanks, day. Justin. Right, yes, I will.